0: Welcome to the Meaningful Work Podcast Fireside Chat, a more relaxed, deep conversation with this week's guest. So grab a coffee, a cigar, or whatever gives you the feels and get ready to laugh and learn. Here's your host, Josh Snyder. So, everybody, you listened earlier this week, uh, where Ryan and I were talking. Um, and, and kind of talking in, in kind of a, a more structured, short, uh, punchy way. Loved some of the insights that Ryan gave. And so um, here, Ryan and I just continue on in our conversation for a little bit and, uh, and just kind of talk about maybe some of the things that are meaningful or important to us. And uh, you listen as long as you like. And uh, so, Ryan, I, I got to say, I mean we've been we've been friends for the better part I think of of 2 years, coming up on 2 years. Um you know we've we've stayed connected here and there and uh a couple of weeks ago we got to to hang out for an entire weekend. And uh I, so I know you you moved from Australia to the United States and you brought you brought a special cub named Doug with you. Um how black and white was it for you to travel with Doug or to leave Doug behind?
1: <laughs> my mum, uh, you know, I, I have a text me when you get there, mum, And if you don't text her when you get there, you get a text message five minutes after your estimated <laughs> time of arrival uh, asking for a status update. Um, my mum told everyone that Ryan wasn't moving to America on his own. Ryan was moving to America with Doug. So uh, for those who don't know, Doug and the Piper Cub is an airplane and it was the aeroplane, that had a special brake system in it that actually got me back into the air after my paraplegic diagnosis and then journey back to walking. It's a very special aeroplane. The story behind the name is uh, even one of value. But um, to be here in America with that aeroplane is Mm. so important to me because it allowed me to maintain my identity of being in the air. And when I'm up at the end of the day, watching the sunset from an aeroplane, with you know, just myself or friends or my girlfriend, it is in that moment that I realize all the effort was worthwhile and, mm. and why I'm here.
0: So uh, I think for most of us, we've. Could you walk us through maybe just like, and I know you. I mean, you've been in the air. I would, I would surmise thousands of times. Um, yeah, hundreds wouldn't even quantify. Thousands of times. Um, what is the thrill? when you take off today, tomorrow, whenever the next time you're, you're going to, you're going to go up in the air is what is the moment or the, the time that still feels so right that you still get goosebumps over?
1: This is uh this is a frightening question that, you know, you're opening a can here, Josh. <laughs> the, um for me, 75 years ago, accessibility to a personal flying machine was basically non-existent if we really want to use round numbers so for 75 years the age of my grandfather I we, ha- we have had access to private aviation and I value that statistic so much because in this day and age of, of technology and everything we have around us uh, the ability to jump on a Southwest flight and pay $99 to go across uh, you know one of the largest countries in the world we don't necessarily value the ability to be in the air the way that we should. And Mm. what Doug the Cub, a very simple two seat airplane made in 1952 allows me to realize is the freedom we have to get off the ground, Mm. see the world from a perspective that is just so unbelievably unique still in 2020 and have the freedom to go where I want to go on earth. I don't walk very well, there's a lot of things I can't do physically anymore. But when I get in that aeroplane or I get in the helicopter, I am strapping on freedom and, Mm. you know, I just, it warms me up inside, not only to experience it myself, but to then be able to experience uh, that idea of flying on Sunday. I took one lady up. It was one of my friend's mums. I just met her. She jumped in the aeroplane. We went and flew. And I've never seen a more happier individual who now wants to learn to fly. So it, um, it's an unbelievable sense of freedom and, and enjoyment. I, I just love it.
0: It was interesting you connected the freedom in some ways to, uh, I would imagine, the perspective of what you're, you're, you're seeing, um, but also the perspective of certain limitations in your normal life are now completely gone. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, absolutely. And that I mean, what more do you want as someone who has experience? For me, I've I've experienced what it's like to live my life in a wheelchair. And I know I know every day, including today, what it's like to walk slow. I couldn't run if there was a bear chasing me. I just laid <laughs>
0: Uh, I've seen, yeah, we I've can seen rub you try <laughs> and
1: have a genie. Give me my legs back.
0: <laughs> I've, you I've, saw I've, me
1: try and walk out of a a whiskey bar and that's completely different. That's, <laughs> that's for different
0: reasons. It might have it you straighten up a little bit. <laughs>
1: yes. Maybe, maybe it did. But um, that freedom to see the world from so many different perspectives. Wow. I mean, to look down on the world and just see the rat race occur, but then to look up to the horizon at the end of every single day mm. and see one of the most beautiful things that we can see. And that's a phenomenal sunset. The difference of the rat race on the ground and the hustle and the bustle of daily life and the difference of that pure serenity that most people around the world are missing in that moment is I find that fascinating. That's probably too deep for this, but that's no. I, I find it fascinating.
0: No, and I well, like so what's what's super fascinating to me is as you're saying that it uh, obviously not everybody has the the freedoms and and financial flexibility to to do that, but we all have the freedom and and if we make the intentional choice, because what you know what else is 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 not obvious is at least for me it's like you have to drive to where Doug is, you have to prep doug you have to Get in, Doug, and take Doug up, and then you have to land. Then you have to to get Doug back to to where Doug sleeps, and then you have to properly ensure that that Doug is taken care of. That's a tremendous amount of time. Um, that you that so uh, like as I'm hearing that, it's I'm I'm hearing two things. One, you're committed to getting this feeling. And and one of the things that I I think about is feelings are the language of the body, thoughts are the language of the mind, feelings are the language of the body. And so every time you're doing this, you know you're creating a feeling that's communicating something to you, to your body, um, which is which is just inspiring you, motivating you, keeping you moving forward, giving you this perspective. Um, but for those of us that <laughs> that can't just hop in, Doug and, and and go up in the air and get at least a visual uh, experience or a visual perspective, we can take the time to craft whatever that is. And as you're saying that I'm like, man, like there's, uh, I know that there are certain types of music that trigger me in a way where my emotions are evoked at such a high level. And if I were to sometimes even take 10 to 15 minutes, put on my noise canceling headphones, turn the volume up a little bit above average, make sure I was in a, in a comfortable place with my eyes closed. I could get all of the perspective. All I could get that feeling of freedom. Um, and it would, you know, it cost me $0. It cost me time. Um, and that was, I'm, uh, it's a very fresh thought to me. I've never, I've never contextualized it um, that way. Huh?
1: It's, it's passion when you think about it. Like, wow. you know, you talk about the process of, of first off, you talk about the process of getting dug out and going through the processes of, of flying. Right. But, You've obviously never owned a horse because I can tell you what, Doug's a whole lot less work than a horse, but <laughs> a lot of people find passion in owning a horse. A lot of people do find passion in music. A lot of people, if you can find what truly just makes you warm inside. I mean, Josh, like, why are we here? I don't want to get super deep, but like, why are we, why do we wake up every day? and Why do we yeah. go through what we go through? We have to find reasons to make a smile. I mean, have a look yeah. at a kid and, and you see the way to live your life. Yeah. A kid who finds absolute pure happiness in, uh, you know, playing with a truck in a sandpit. When I moved to America, I worked with a speaker that you know, a very, very successful gentleman who, honestly, like success is his middle name. One of my stories was, oh, when I moved to America, I had always wanted a pink Cadillac. Like I wanted a two and a half ton 1960 Elvis pink car. Like that's what I wanted. And you know what? I bought one, and it wasn't super expensive. It was far cheaper than most of the cars that are on the road today, but. I bought this car and I named it flow and what that car has done is shown me and so many people who see it on a day-to-day basis, when I literally drive this two and a half ton land yacht to, to Kroger to get the groceries, it brings out a side of people, that I, that you rarely see. And that's mm. that child in the sandpit. pit. Mm. It's passion. It's a smile. It's happiness. It's just, it brings out the best in people and it brings out the best in me. And when I presented that story to the gentleman, we both know what he come back to me with was that's phenomenal. Of all the stories that he thought was the best, that was the best story of everything I've been through. A pink car was the best story. And what we come up with is, is what's your pink Cadillac? So, what's the one thing you do? Is it 15 minutes of music? Is it flying Doug? What is it? What's your pink Cadillac? Everyone needs a pink Cadillac.
0: And I, it's so, it's so easy to, I, I, I think maybe in some ways too, that's why people think back so fondly uh, to their, you, their years at college, years at university. Um, and, and think of it as like the best time of their life because there was a little bit of this haphazard there was a little bit of hey impulse i want to do that let's do that Um, and then as you as you age i don't want to say mature but you realize hey life is real i need i need money to buy food i need money to to pay my mortgage um you know i've worked hard to get this job i've gone from making $15 $15 an hour to $30 an hour. I now have health insurance. And, and all of a sudden you find yourself in a job making $142,000 a year, um, a good job that you worked hard for. And now you carry the stress of that all around. Um, and, and then life becomes challenging in some ways you you have a couple of kids you're you're running this way and that way you're trying to maintain relationship with your spouse or your partner or friendships or relationship with yourself and and then you're like ah. and so what is that pink cadillac i i i mean that's i don't feel the need to summarize this because this is just the fireside chat this is just i mean like that ah. let me ask you now Maybe as an Aussie, it's it's a little bit different. And I, even back when I was at the CPA firm, we had a I had a client that was uh he was German, and we went out to to lunch one day, um, and we were we were at a little diner called Perkins, and and he's ordering the uh, the horrible house wine that they have. And I think we were eating like a club sandwich. He had a couple glasses of wine. Now I'm I'm not saying that that drinking correlates to happiness and relaxing, but like the culture that he came from is yeah, you would have a drink or two at lunch. And he was just kind of like, I mean, this is his his opinion. He's like, Americans are just so fast, like they're just moving so fast. And even like one time I ran into him at Starbucks, and he's he's just sitting there in the morning, and it's like he has all of the same responsibilities and duties that we all have. You know, he had a couple of kids. He actually was, was finishing uh, his MBA program at the time, CEO of an organization. Um, and he found time to do these things. Um, so I guess I'm curious on, on uh, you have a different perspective coming, growing up in a different culture and now experiencing different people. Um, like, what am I asking? What am I, what am I, what am I, well, what am I, I, think, what am I hinting at? I think, uh, to
1: be blunt, I think that, you know, we all have that time, 100%. And, but what a lot of people don't have is awareness. Hmm. gentleman and his ability to live the same life that you are living within reason but fit all the things in that you are telling me you can't and i think what that boils down to is excuses and i think excuses are the easiest way out of everything oh i'm really busy you know and oh, i've got this important job that pays one hundred forty-two thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. why do you do that job you know like you gotta sit down and say all right yeah yes life has changed and being a 17 year old kid on a jet ski is a very very different thing to a uh yeah you know, a dad with a wife and three kids and yeah, but a dad with wife a wife and three kids can still have a jet ski. You know, you, <laughs> you, you can uh, still be a 17-year-old on a jet ski. Uh, I, no one sat on a jet ski, Josh. Come on. <laughs> it it it, it is you have to make the effort and you have to remove the excuses and mm. you have to take control because the moment that you allow your life circumstances to mold who you are as a person mm. you are going downhill and this is not a healthy situation to be in and the only way that you will justify being in that situation is creating excuses create some awareness and have a look at the world around you the, the australian way of life anymore laid back we'd be lying down you know like do you want to have a drink at breakfast i'd love a drink at breakfast you know like it's it's a very very casual lifestyle there are negatives to that the tall poppy syndrome the don't tell me how to live my life kind of approach of australia in 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 many cases um you know america is a very entrepreneurial growth-based success-based let's kind of help as many people as we can kind of you know environment you Mm -hmm. go over to italy and they just like to have naps and drink wine and eat pasta which i think i'll probably move to italy (laughs) after nashville but it what we can see though is in the same way that you took all the best elements uh from your teachers at school we need to take all the best elements from the world around us we live in a world where we can you know literally zoom into the backyard of someone's house in bolivia if we want but it we have to look at that and say we can see the world. We can see how people live. We can admire other people's ways of way of life. How can we make our life the very best byproduct of all of those things and mm. make sure when you do that, you don't put excuses in that. You can do it. My girlfriend and I do a once a month date night, but it has to be at a restaurant that we've never been to. Mm. And you know, we are getting better and better at that. And you know, there's no shortage of restaurants around, which is a really good thing. But eventually, you know, we will start to run out of options. We'll have to get creative, and you know, it'll all be—it's an adventure that we commit to once a month, and that's just one of the things we love to do. But um, just make sure that I think for all the listeners out there that you don't let excuses run your life. You have to run your life. Yeah, that
0: was when you said life circumstances to mold life, and I think when you know when I brought up treading water, there are some times where you find yourself treading water. And let's say life, life circumstances have truly molded your life up to this point. Uh, I think conventional thinking sometimes is like, oh, I have to, I have to quit or I have to run in the opposite direction. I should take extreme action, um, which extreme action, a bold, a bold leap um, as, as one of the books I've been reading recently refers to it as is helpful. Um, but that is very fascinating because there's 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 just you like three kids. You cannot necessarily know what having three kids will will do to you or do to your time. Um, but uh, what you said was uh, referring to going out around adventure, and I'm curious, the, the sense of adventure could be as little as trying a different type of coffee than the coffee you've drank for the last four years. Adventure could be trying a new restaurant and being willing that this $150 is, is gonna be gone if it's a bad experience. Um, but I'm curious if that, if that sense of adventure, and that's gonna be different for all of us, right? Some of us are, I mean, you and I, we love to stand on a stage and get in front of people. Uh, and it's the number one fear that people have. So like, you know, we're a little sick. I mean, you're probably even more sick because at 15, you're like, I'm gonna fly an airplane around the world. But, you know, we all, we all have different thresholds of, of dopamine and excitement. Um, but the need for excite, uh, uh, for adventure, that's, uh, you've said a lot of things that have made me, um, made me sit here and go, huh. Like you're, uh, one of my favorite little stories, or, or I think, So one of my friends is a a certified sommelier. Um, And so, you know, in the wine world, like he's, he's, he knows what he's talking about. And when we're tasting wine together, he'll be like, hey, Josh, uh, do you taste that green pepper on the back of your tongue on the right side? And I'm like, nope, I taste delicious wine. (laughs) He's like, he's like, no, taste it again. And I'm like, oh my gosh. That is green pepper, and I some of the and, and that to me is like it can be an aha moment, but it's aha because you now have the context or the verbiage. I think so many of us in life we experience things, we feel things, we 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 can sense good from bad, right from wrong. Um, this is working for me. This is not working for me. Um, but when you when you have language or a story, and I I'm I'm very intrigued around that. Like you know how do you how do you still have adventure? Because adventure doesn't mean you leave everybody behind and you go to Taiwan for two weeks. It, adventure could simply be trying a new restaurant and committing to that.
1: I it it still comes back to where what's in that wine, you know, and that made you happy. And and you had a wine the other night when we were catching up in in Texas, and. I had a Jack Daniels and Coke and I could be in Bangkok. I could be in Antarctica. I could be anywhere on this planet and I want a Jack and Coke. You know, I'm not a wine guy. <laughs> it does not make me happy. That No part of that makes me happy. So, but what he did was make you aware in a world that you already had interest in and and you wow. obviously then dove into that further. But what I think that everyone needs to understand is your life is your own unique blueprint just like your fingerprint and what you want and what makes you happy is unique to you i think we all need to encourage everyone to think outside the box a little bit and have those people who pull us more into something that we already love or introduce us into something we would never experienced such as flying or whatever whatever that may be but what makes you happy is not necessarily what makes me happy. Do I think you should go and fly a plane around the world on your own? Absolutely not. I think your wife would kill me. Do I think <laughs> that I should go and and take, I don't even know the word anymore of the wine tasting course. I, I, no, I don't. However, we should encourage each other to to push the boundaries in whatever we do love yes. and we should find so good. contentment and excitement in what we do on a day-to-day basis and you know, and honestly, um, be inspired by others and be willing to set little goals and dream and just dream. Think of things that you want to do. You know, you could you could say to me right now, hey Ryan, let's go skydiving. I'm like, oh hell oh, yeah, like bring that on. Yeah. And I would go and I've done you know, I've done it a bunch of times. I'd do it again. You know, you could tell me that you wanted to go and go for a run and even despite my even if it was before my injuries, I would say no. So, you know, um, be aware, be inspired, and and make sure that you dream of things that you may be able to achieve. What mm-hmm. you can fit into your day-to-day life is unbelievable. Sometimes you just need a nudge from someone else to, mm-hmm. to make you realize that you can do it.
0: So I'm interested, what, uh, what scares Ryan Campbell?
1: Oh, gosh. Um,
0: Other than an overcooked steak.
1: <laughs> a boring life. Come on. A boring life. And, you know, every now and then we have things that happen to us that make us realise how fragile this all is, how insane this, this concept of life is. Sometimes I think it's just some big Sims game where someone's up there and every time <laughs> I get my life on track, he, he, he or she grabs his big stick and, and whacks me with it. But um, I'm scared of a normal life. And that has led me to become a human that uh, values adaptability, um, mm. that values simplicity, that values love and and family and friends and fun times. And, you know, I want to live for the moment, but I want to plan for tomorrow. I want to do some good and I want to make a, you know, a difference in people's lives through what I've experienced. You shouldn't have to be a paraplegic plane crash survivor to understand the concepts of, you know, the, the basic concepts that I would say share in my keynote or my speaking or, mm-hmm. or, or work with different organizations. So a boring life scares me. It it does, to be honest.
0: It's so for me, it's, I wrote, I wrote down right below that uh, an average life. Average is what scares me. And then you rephrased boring to some degree and said, uh, normal. And I none of these are wrong it's not well maybe a boring life is wrong um, because boring's relative but uh, you know one of one of my my clients is a state entity and state uh, government can have a stereotype around the type of individuals that work for that company um, what I've come to learn though is that it, it is not bad people who choose to go work for state or government or local municipalities. It's not bad people. It is people, generally speaking, who in their life value stability, consistency, predictability over some of the other things that you and I may value. Now, I don't think that they've thought through that, or I, I mean, it's maybe some people have. But there's a resonance, there's something that draws them to that. And so it's, when we're saying an average life or a normal life, it is in no way saying that that is a negative thing. Um, but I think for for certain individuals, it's like I when, I, when I feel that anybody can do what I'm doing, then I'm like, I wanna hit the eject button. Um, Where other people, they're like, ah, i have established in this. I'm doing this. I've got my rhythms and my patterns and my routines. And now it's time to groove in. I'm like, next. Um, And I I think in some ways I live my life that, um, you know, if you're in the deep end of the pool, if you're underwater, if you're in the deep end, doesn't matter if you're an inch under the water or three feet under the water. Either way, you're in over your head. And I love being in over my head. I love it with projects. I love it with big clients, with challenging keynotes. It's like when I'm in over my head, um, it, it like there's this part of me that activates and comes alive. Um, now that means I've had to learn to try and balance with very, um, you know, very real recovery routines or think about my energy, which has made me think a lot more about what I eat, um, and my sleep patterns. But I, I guess. I mean obviously you can you can say there's something wrong with that um with with wanting to be average or normal but um I mean those are tough words because what what is average I mean what is average what is normal
1: you know we are a byproduct of everything we've ever experienced our upbringing the world around us the country we live in the country we were we were born and raised in and we really are a you know we are a set kind of human being for a lot of our life as we grow up, right? We're formed by things out of our control, but then at some point we start to get given a little bit of control in our day-to-day existence. And, you know, your mum and dad might let you go down to the shops on your own with your brothers or whoever. and, And then that leads to more and more freedom. And then eventually we turn around twice and we're paying taxes and confused about whatever our accountant tells us. And adult life has hit us like a ton of bricks. So, you know we're all unique we can't bring a perfect one line answer to living your best life what it comes down to is assessing your own situation looking at how you can just branch out of the box a little bit i think it's awareness dreaming and that willingness to get a little uncomfortable that's what matters that's a pretty good blanket checklist that we could apply i might go and write that down that could be something <laughs> we apply to most lives now it doesn't matter whether you're a 14 year old kid living in india or whether you're a 75 year old man living in bolivia it doesn't matter it if we just look at our own situation and make sure that we dream and that we look out to see what we can do tomorrow and then push ourselves to be a little bit more uncomfortable than we may want to be then we are on a road where honestly, we're swimming. We're moving forward. We're making Mm -hmm. progress and we're learning and growing as an individual and making the most of the hours and the days and the minutes that we we have on the planet.
0: So good. Well, as much as I want this to continue, because I am, I am learning (laughs) truly. I have, uh, uh, I've written down some things that are just and and that's what makes these kind of conversations like we like I said, we've known each other for a while, but we rarely do you have the opportunity to to go to this depth and to to have these kind of conversations where, um, you know, two people who care about something about life are, are putting things together in such a way that not only can inspire each other, lift each other up, but are then recorded and, um, you know, available. So um ryan thank you so much for taking a little extra time to hang out on this fireside chat um we will uh we will connect in how people can get a hold of you reach out to you and um hey i look forward to seeing you soon my friend
1: i really appreciate you uh having me on the show it's been an absolute pleasure i yeah uh, i love as you said i love these conversations that invoke thought on both sides of the fence uh anyone who wants to Uh, jump in touch with me and and have a conversation just like this where I am always all for it. So thanks so much for uh, having me on the show.
0: Absolutely, my friend. We will talk soon.